0: to teach um, in in this series, part 19. Part 19 of a message in this series called Help Me Crazy. Y'all got to say it for the visitors who came from Transformation Nation. What's the name of the series? And and today um, I brought this prop out here and I don't really know what's was happening to it because it was bigger a minute ago, but if somebody would (laughs) check that out because this really has a big deal to do with my message. (laughs) You know, in week 18, last week, we talked about hell knowing that our church has faith. Like we would have a faith that will be recognized. And this week, I felt like I came real hard last week. I thought I was, like, going in last week. Like, I came out of 6 weeks sabbatical, and I came in swinging on everybody. And the Holy Spirit really dealt with me. He said, Michael, that was one group of people in the room. That was one group of people that have been walking in crazy faith. That's one group of people that know that God is ready and standing, willing to meet every single one of their needs. But there's another group of people that I want to be empathetic towards today that in this whole series We've been talking about going bigger and going stronger and God doing more But the truth is everybody's not in that season at this moment Some of you barely made it in this room today The weight of life has been trying to crush you The pain of your past has been trying to tell you that you're not worth it and I know that on a giving Sunday where I could come in here and we'd just be screaming the whole time and talking about, crying, hey, Craig! Why would God give me a message like he's about to give me? But what I think it's going to do is allow everybody to understand the multifaceted God that we serve. That he's not just able to meet somebody's need in the high times, but he's able to get down in the depths of your valley. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Get in the midst of your mess and be able to change your life. So the title of today's message is Fading Faith. Because nobody really wants to talk about it, but if we're honest, a lot of us are fronting in here like we got crazy faith, but if you go to the house and you pull up your bills, when you look at your relationship status over the past 13 years, see a lot of times we can have faith in an area but in another area our faith is fading and I want to talk to anybody by the Holy Spirit I feel God already that if you are in a place or in a season of your life and your faith is fading hold on this started off as a big old balloon and my crazy face was right side up and it was floating. But why in the world is what I built everything on now in a grounded position? Just a few minutes ago, it was up in the sky. Just a few minutes ago, I was yelling, I'm a child of God. But later this week, with that relationship. Why does it feel like my faith is fading? I I, I tried to do it right. I tried to live in purity. I I tried to marry the right one and save myself, but now we can't have kids. And we've tried every fertility treatment and we've given and we've sown and we've helped other people adopt kids. But where I had crazy faith, now I have fading faith. I watched other people's kids. I helped everybody else's family, but then when I had a son, he had autism. He's four years old and he can't tell me what he wants. And at one moment I had crazy faith. But what happens when the thing that you were believing God for doesn't happen? How do you respond when crazy faith goes to fading faith? Now, the reason I have to do this is because the church would love to act like life is not real. We would love to praise our way out of every situation. We would love to shout our way after every situation. But there's some stuff in this fallen world that comes to our doorstep that is going to challenge everything that you believe. Did a pastor just said that? Hell yeah. Why you say that, Pastor Mike, because you don't know what the last four years have been like for me and my wife, when I have to stand up and, and 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 speak faith to everybody else and then take my child to therapy two times a week and just pray that one time he'll say that. Truth is, on some days, I believe he will. Can I be real? No, can I be honest? Can I like be like, this is not usual for a pastor to say this, but there's some days that I feel like, yes, he's going to talk and today is the day. And then there's other days. It feels like all I have is a shell of the faith that I talk to everybody else about. But the thing I need you to know, write this down. Crazy faith turns to fading faith because of loss. And the crazy thing is everybody experiences loss. We just don't experience loss in the same way. And so I don't know what loss you've experienced. Some of you. have have experienced the loss of relationships that you thought were gonna last forever. Some of you have experienced loss of money. Some of you have experienced loss of time because you wasted it, addicted to a substance or in the wrong business. But I'm telling you that your faith can begin to fade in the area because of loss. And when I think about this, I think about all the people who have been put out of church or have been turned off from church because we make it seem like you can't be in a process of your belief and still be here. Yeah, I'm coming for the one today. You know how Jesus left the 99 and he came after the one? today this message is for the one. So everybody who's ready in crazy faith, don't let me take your high. But there's somebody that was going to give up and that was going to stop because they're still wrestling with the doubt in their heart. And God, I thought you were going to keep them here forever. And then they died. And how do I still have faith when my faith is fading? I'm going to help you see the thing about the Word of God is no matter what season you're in if you would be open to it it speaks to your situation Ah! and so I went to the Bible and I found this guy and and, and it's a story in John chapter 20 verse 19 and let me give you some quick context real quick Jesus has been crucified he's died they've taken him off the cross they put him in the tomb okay three days goes by and Mary goes to see where he is but he's not there and everybody's like where is Jesus and Jesus appears to Mary and lets her know yo something about to happen I got y'all but nobody else knows what's going on none of his disciples The guards who were supposed to be um, um, watching him, nobody knows what's going on. And then this happens in John chapter 20, verse 19. It says, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, they were scared because they thought, because they were associated with Jesus, that once they killed Jesus, they were next. So they got in the house, locked the door. And then Jesus did something so miraculous, something that was just crazy. Jesus came and stood in the same room with them among them and he said these words, peace be with you. After he said this, he said, y'all check this out. Look at my hands. This is where they thought they killed me. But I got proof that I survived everything that hell tried to throw at me. Hey, feel my side. This is where they pierced me and thought they were going to keep me down. And at the moment that God did this crazy miracle in front of the disciples, look what it said. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. They had crazy faith because they touched a miracle. They saw a miracle. And the miracle was specific. It wasn't just some man that came to them. It was their leader the leader that they thought they lost. He now comes and meets them in the moment of their situation. And y'all, if this would have happened to any of us, this would have been a crazy faith miracle and we would have all been hyped. This whole place, some of y'all would be hanging from the lights. Y'all would be like, Jesus, it's Jesus. (laughs) Like that that would have happened because God showed up for them. Have you ever had God show up for you? Now, just for two seconds, if you've ever had God show up for you in a moment that you needed him the most, would you give God some praise in the building right now? Online. Go ahead and clap. If he showed up for you, if he took you from the place you thought was going to take you out. Okay. Some of us remember God showing up. Somebody say thank you for showing up. But that's awesome when he does show up. But it's not as awesome when he don't show up. Or when you miss the moment that he showed up. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, 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 okay. Look at verse 24. It says, now Thomas, also known as Didymus, which means twin, one of the 12 disciples, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. Now, I got to stop right here because the Bible doesn't say why he wasn't with them. The Bible doesn't say, oh, Thomas wasn't with him because he was out sinning. Thomas was wilding out and he cursed God, so that's why he wasn't with him. He could have been going to get some food for the rest of the disciples. We don't know why Thomas wasn't there, but he missed a moment. Take down this point that I believe is going to give life to some people in this room. Fading faith isn't always your fault. Everybody usually tries to figure out why something happened to somebody. Like, oh, they got a divorce. That's cuz he's still wild. And she don't. Mm. Don't act like you don't do it. When bad things happen to people, you try to justify. If she wouldn't have talked about their kids, her kids wouldn't have been ugly. (laughs) Y'all already know. If that was the truth, all y'all be cross-eyed. Because, okay, but in this moment, Thomas does nothing to deserve missing the moment. It's just life. And I want to help some people in this room because you've been trying to figure out why you were born into that home where abuse was prevalent. You've been trying to figure out why they introduced you to those images at a young age. You've been trying to figure out why it happened to you, why you didn't get picked, why you did get picked on, why this happened to you, and I want to come and free you today. I don't want to condemn you, I want to be your defense. It might not have been your fault that you lost something. See, the reason why that balloon went down is because there were holes poked in it that you couldn't see. And every person behind their Instagram post and behind the six figures and behind all of the things that they do, there are holes in them that nobody can see. And what we do is we talk about crazy faith, but slowly we're leaking out from the parent who wasn't there and from the disappointment of not getting accepted to the school and the child that we lost and the things that nobody ever even prayed for us for. And crazy faith goes to fading faith. This is what happens to Thomas right here. And the problem is everybody around him is hype. Like most people who are discouraged in this room and then you come into Transformation Church, you feel a little out of place because everybody's like, I'm giving my kids away. I'm giving my money away. I'm giving my, here's my clothes. And on the inside, you feel like I don't even have a smile to give away. And so Thomas misses the moment where Jesus shows up and he comes back. And the disciples are hype. And they're like, yo, John chapter 20, verse 25. Tommy, guess what just happened, bro? Guess. Guess. No, for real. real. Guess. That's not it. JC did a abracadabra padow. And he didn't even use the door, bro. Ah! I promise. Tell him. Yeah, bro. Jesus came. Jesus showed up for me. Jesus made a way for me to be accepted to the college. Jesus gave me good kids. <laughs> Jesus allowed my high school sweetheart to actually end up my wife. I didn't have to go through all the. We watch and we compare our situations and how Jesus came through for them and how he, ca- how he showed up, but we missed the moment. Thomas was like, yo, that's good for all y'all. But the person that I followed is gone. And your little miracle that you're saying you saw, that don't give me no faith. Matter of fact, y'all on my nerves. (laughs) Yeah, y'all on my nerves with all this Jesus talking. You missed it. I'm about to fight you. But let me give you a piece of my mind. And look what happens right here in the scripture, lower in verse 25. He says, "Uh, unless I see the nail marks in his hands, unless I put my finger where the nails were, and unless I put my hands in his side, y'all can miss me with all that crazy faith stuff. I will not believe. And I would be foolish to think that there are not people in this room and watching online right now that are at the point of so much loss where they're saying, I don't care if he does it for you. I got to see something for myself. And you can fake and act like you've never been at that moment, but I want to let you know your pastor has been at the moment where I said, God, if you don't show me something, And most people are like, oh my God, don't do that to the all-knowing, the Almighty, the omniscient. Oh my God. But can I help you that God is not offended by your questions? Oh, y'all didn't hear me? He is not detoured by your doubt. And I know I'm messing with some people's theology because you're like, no, we're going to speak in faith. We're going to talk in faith. We're going to do that faith. That just means nothing real has ever happened to you. Keep living. It will. And at that moment, when you need God to show up for you, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? Everybody talking about crazy faith offering, but somebody just got laid off. Y'all want to be fake in here and act like somebody had not been living off of their life savings for the past six months. And then we talk about we're going to give it at Christmas. Are they crazy? Because my faith is faith. I could do it when I was in crazy faith. But right now, I'm down everything. There are people who stayed at home today because they couldn't get up enough faith to wake up this morning and come to church. They've seen Jesus. Do y'all know Thomas walked with Jesus. He saw the feeding of the 5,000. It's not like he was an oblivious unbeliever. He was somebody who knew what Jesus could do, but he lost him. And it's crazy what will happen to somebody when you know what Jesus can do and then you take a loss. It'll turn crazy faith into what? Fading faith. But let me tell you why fading faith happens. Write this point down. Fading faith is a result of only hearing about what you desperately wanted to see. Thomas heard about a miracle that all the other disciples experienced. He wanted to believe. He wanted to see the miracle. He wanted to be in that moment. And that's why I got a problem with the the label that culture has given him. Literally in the Bible, they call him Doubting Thomas. That's messed up. Because if that's the case, then everybody in here should put doubting in front of their first name. I'm doubting Michael. That's doubting Will. That's doubting Bree. That's doubting Sally. That's doubting Joe. Because what people try to do is label you from a season of your life. Because if you read the Bible, Thomas wasn't always doubting. Oh, y'all don't believe me. Let me look at, look, let, let, me, let me help you. John chapter 11, Lazarus dies and word comes that Jesus' boy, Lazzy, they were boys, came to work, hey, Lazzy's dead. Jesus was like, cool, we'll go see him in a few days. What? And they waited four days and then Jesus was like, hey, let's go back and heal Lazarus. He's sleeping, And the other disciples like, yo, if he's sleeping, let him sleep. You know, we walk with you all the time and we be tired. So let him sleep. And, and, and the Bible tells us that he wasn't actually sleeping. He was actually dead. But Jesus's faith was he's just sleeping. I'm about to go wake him up. Isn't it funny how Jesus looks at dead situations just as like they're in a, a state of not being awake. And that at the moment that he speaks to it, at the moment that he speaks to it, that thing can come alive. So then once. One very logical disciple said, hey, Jesus, this is great, the Lazarus thing, no, you can do it. But do you know the last time we were in that area, they tried to kill you? We probably shouldn't go back there. And look what Thomas says in John chapter 11, verse 16. Thomas, nicknamed the twins, so we know it's the same person. He said to his fellow disciples, y'all tripping! Let's go! (sighs) And if Jesus is gonna die, let us die with him. Y'all ever had that friend that's way too hype? And if you don't have that friend, you are that friend. Do you understand what I'm saying? Who, who, where are the way too hype friends right now? Everybody. Okay. So, but do you know what type of crazy faith it takes for you to know your leader about to go die and you convincing everybody else? I guess today's the day. I woke up ready to die. <laughs> Let's go, Jesus. What does this prove to us just a few chapters before? Thomas had crazy faith. And then he went through a moment of loss, and his crazy faith turned into fading faith. Ah! So what I want you to know is fading faith always starts with crazy faith. Beware that that at your hypest moment, there's still a low moment. And I need you to not just know how to stay on the mountaintop, but I need you to know how to navigate the valleys. Y'all didn't hear me. See, if I just wanted this to be hype about transformation, church, I would just keep you hype all the time. But we don't live on the mountaintop all the time. Our marriages go through hell. Our kids is bad as hell. No. (laughs) There's things that are, can I be, am I in my church today that keeps it hot, humble, open, and transparent? Life happens. And it would be foolish of me to let you know how to shout on the mountaintop and not navigate the valley. Ah. And so, so what do you do? What, what do you do when your faith is fading? Well, there's a couple things that happen for Thomas in John chapter 20, verse 26. After he spazzes out on everybody and walks into the other room and is like, "F y'all." That's what he felt in his spirit. Look what happens. And I want you to catch this. Verse 26. A week later, his disciples were in the house again. They were in the same place they were when Jesus met them the first time. But there's just something different. And Thomas was with them. I have to stop and let you know that the community that had crazy faith welcomed the one with fading faith. I wanna let you know what type of church you're in today. That no matter where you are, if you blatantly out of your mouth say, I do not believe in God, there will always be a seat here in this house for transformation in your life. Y'all got to hear me. This is not a club for those who are elite. This is a hospital for humanity. So if you're bleeding out because you have been hurt by life, you will always be welcomed here. And I have to say that because some of you haven't faced your hardest trial yet. But when you do face it, you need to know that there will always be a place for you in the house of God. Isn't it crazy that the disciples didn't be like, well, he's he's an unbeliever now. Did you hear him? I don't think Jesus is coming back. He, he didn't give us a calendar date. Kick him out. Let him go. They let him stay with his unbelief. and Because he was in the right community. I love God. Because he stayed. Look what happened. It says through the doors. And though the doors were locked. Jesus came back in and stood among them and said peace be with you. He hit a rerun of what he had done before, not for all 10 that were left, but for the one who missed it. See, some of y'all think that you've missed your moment, but God will redo everything that he did before. Ah! That you missed and you felt like you missed out on just to prove to you that he's real. He said, peace be with you. Now, catch this. Do not miss this moment right here. Then he did not talk to all the other disciples. John, what up, baby? (laughs) What's going on, Luke? At the moment he said, peace be with you, he turned to Thomas. And Thomas didn't say, Jesus, I, I told them if you didn't, he didn't have to explain his issue of faith. Jesus already knew what his issue was. The same way that Jesus already knows the issue that's in your life. And look what he says to him. I love this. Here. You needed something real? Put your fingers here. See my hands. Oh, you asked for something else. Hold on. Put your hand right here on my side. Yeah, yeah. Feel real, huh? no, not you? You don't like that? Ill? He said, no, stop doubting. The goal wasn't to answer Thomas's request so that he would be cool with Jesus. The goal was to get Thomas to start believing again. So Jesus met his physical need to bring back alive his spiritual need. The reason that God's going to answer your prayers when you put this crazy faith offering in. Y'all don't hear me. The reason why he's going to allow your family to be saved. The reason why your business is going to go off. It's not so you can stunt. It's so that you will never ever believe again that God is not Jehovah Jireh. The one who provides. Goal was not the thing, the goal was belief. And so much of the church is trying to get you to do things in faith so that you get something. God said the thing is just to prove to you who I am. I want you to everybody say, believe. believe. What are you trying to say, Pastor Mike? For everybody who's in here and your faith is fading. Listen to this point. Fading faith. Attracts God's crazy grace. Oh, that's a good point. God does not throw you away when your faith is fading. He actually says, oh, there they are. The Bible says he's close to the lowly. The ones who like, I don't got nothing else. He's like, oh, there they go. There my baby is. And he's listening attentively. Well, I wish I had more to give. He said, no, 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 no. What you got? How you feeling? I'm attracted to what others are repelled by. And what I bring to you when you have fading faith is crazy grace. Jesus didn't have to show back up for Thomas. He could have been like, he's going to have to believe. I got other stuff to do. (laughs) Humanity to save. Got a seat at the right hand of the father waiting on me. I'm done with this world, but he said, hold on. Ah, my chariot is ready to take me. Heavenly Uber, will you stay here? Stay here for one one second. I, I gotta go prove to Thomas that I'm real. And after he saw something tangible and he felt it for himself. Look what the Bible says. Thomas experiences God's grace. And y'all gotta remember what God's grace is. It's the unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor and kindness of God. He experiences grace for Jesus to show back up. And, and, And God shows up again for Thomas. And then Thomas is like, look what he says. Oh, Lord, that is you. How every time that God shows up for us and we get the job that we didn't apply for and God heals the relationship, oh, God, that is you.